winter is a time for comfort. Be it in the warmth of the sun, our homes, around an angiti with our loved ones, or in the snug embrace of woolen sweaters, shawls or caps. But have you ever noticed the colourful fuzzy pom-poms on the tippy top of your winter caps? Ever wondered where they come from? This is a limited series podcast brought to you by Asian Paints Royal Play. Their latest collection, Tanabana, is a range of wall textures inspired by India's rich heritage of handcrafts and weaves. We want to bring to you the beauty of these art forms, the stories of their origins, their color, their scent, and the euphonious sounds of the looms, all in the hope that someday these wall textures bring color to your life and home. My name is Rishi K, and you're listening to Tanabana. According to DIY crafts guru Martha Stewart, pom-poms started gaining popularity during the Great Depression. As compared to tassels and jeweled trinkets, they were an inexpensive way to embellish clothing. They could be simply scrapped together using just leftover yarn. It is no wonder then that pom-poms are popular amongst proponents of zero-waste fashion. But where do pom-poms really come from? Well, we don't really know who made the first pom-pom, or even how old they really are. All we can say that they've been around for a very, very long time, and that they are ubiquitous across cultures. And the stories around it are rather interesting. Some say that origins of the pom-pom can be linked to the Viking Age. An 11th century statue of Viking god Freyr wearing a hat with a pom-pom on it was first discovered on a farm in Sweden in 1904. Experts say that since knitting wasn't invented at the time, woolen caps would have been made using nail binding, a technique that came before knitting. Their guess is that pom-poms would have been used as a means to cover the seam or the knot at the top. But before we go down further into the use of pom-poms in history, let's hear more about their use from a few professional knitters. Pom-poms have a variety of uses. We use them on stuffed toys like teddy bears, decorative items and so on. But we also use them in two things, baby suits and winter caps. We make them in two sizes, big ones and small ones. Kids absolutely love them. They love playing with the little smushes of wool. That's Shabnam Khan from Rani Khet in Uttarakhand and across northern India. Knitting is not just winter pastime, but a skill that is passed down from generation to generation and an occupation that has helped several women chart the course of their lives. Shabnam's colleague Indira tells us that through knitting, she has not just built a life for herself, but also for her children, both of whom have completed their MBAs. I made pom-poms for my kids too when they were little. I've put them on their socks, caps and mufflers. While pom-poms are not part of the traditional dress of the Kumaon region, we started seeing them quite a bit on the other garments made in the region. Even we've started adding strings of pom-poms onto ponchos and stoles. They've become quite popular in the region now. Pom-poms are called punda, and even Pundana in Kumaoni. 
Shabnam and Indira showed us a range of pom-poms they'd made in deep reds, light blues and even ones made in multiple hues. They tell us that apart from woolen wear, pom-poms are also used on keychains, shoes, jhumkas, showpieces and even to make garlands during festivities. Pair them with a string of lights and they light up with joy. And pom-poms are rather easy to make. All you need is a pair of scissors, a pen, a needle and a bundle of thread and you're set. The word pom-pom comes from a French word used to describe a small decorative ball made of fur, feathers, ribbon, wool or even string. And apart from all the uses that we've talked about so far, you may have also seen colourful little pom-poms adorning trucks and even dangling from knit straps on camels. Why is that, you might ask? The knit straps with pom-poms are tied onto camels when it's time to wean their babies. If you look back in history, pom-poms have also had rather surprising uses, like in the uniforms of soldiers and sailors. 16th-century Monmouth caps from Southeast Wales were worn by soldiers and sailors in England. They featured a little tab at the seam, which looks like a tiny pom-pom. The reason why sailors had pom-poms on their hats has a practical explanation. On ships, sailors often moved about in tight, closed spaces and ran the risk of hitting their heads on parts of the ship. A round, fluffy ball like the pom-pom would not just absorb the shock, but also warm them when they're too close to the ceiling. Okay, so that explains it. But what about soldiers? Why would they wear a ball of fur on their headgear? The Hungarian cavalry, known as the Hussars, wore a tall, structured cap known as a shako, as part of their military uniforms. Each regiment had its own trademark twist to it. Some decorated their caps with metal plating, while others donned feathered pom-poms. The color and the shape of the adornments were a source of immense pride for the soldiers. This trend soon caught the attention of regiments across Europe and even became a part of the military uniform of Napoleon Bonaparte's infantry. The color of the pom-pom denoted the company to which the man belonged. Green for the first company, light blue for the second, orange for the third and violet for the fourth. But the significance of the pom-poms goes well beyond the battlefield. Pom-poms are used as symbols or decorations on clothing across cultures. Take for instance the Roman Catholic clergy, in which priests wear square-peaked caps with pom-poms on them. They're called birettas. The color of the pom-pom signifies the wearer's order. Cardinals wear red birettas. Bishops wear violet. Priests, deacons and seminarians wear black. Pom-poms have also been part of Scotland's traditional dress. Men wear a Balmoral beret with a bright red pom-pom on it. It is called a turi. And in the Black Forest region of Germany, women wear traditional straw hats which have 14 pom-poms on them. Married women wear black pom-poms and unmarried women wear red. Who knew that pom-poms could have such a varied use and significance, not only in India but across the world? That a tiny ball of wool, fur or thread could signify rank as well as light up the world with joy. Come to think of it again, it is actually not surprising at all because it is the little things that make a difference in our lives. 
You can bring home the joy and the playfulness of pom-poms as a texture on your wall in a range of colors with Tana Bana by Asian Paints Royal Play, a first-of-its-kind range of wall textures inspired by Indian handicrafts and weaves. Click on the link in the show notes or SMS PLAY to 56161 to know more. And that's all for now in this journey of discovering India's rich heritage of crafts. We created this series in the hope that the stories of these art forms stay with you and become a part of your life. We're hopeful that the next time you witness an artisan or their work, you'll recall not only this podcast, but also the journey of the art form itself and the artisans who've spent years mastering their craft. We're glad that we could bring this limited series podcast to you. Until next time, this is me, Rishi K, signing off. Music